Uh, first and foremost, we have to set something straight. Jesus was born on the 24th. Don't start. Not the 24th. <laughs> Creativity makes that which is not visible seen. I, in a way, sort of show them that actually, you know what? You are creative. This thing that you, that you had in your mind um, is beautiful. It's just having the courage and the confidence to um, be curious and find out what it is that's in you that can come out that is creative. Welcome to Around the Fire, a space for conversations to nurture hearts and build lives following Jesus, to think more deeply about big ideas and how to apply them. Imagine you are sat around the fire with friends. Well, today, you don't have to imagine that. You are sat with friends. We are on a little bit of an Advent adventure. Sarah and I are joined by some special guests and some treasured friends. Sarah, Will you say hello to us and introduce where we are, why we are, what's going on, why we're all a little bit nervous and a little bit giddy? <laughs> hello, I'm Sarah. That was Johnny. We have the privilege of being part of Elam Life Church. And you are welcome to join our first ever podcast Around the Fire special. I feel like there should be a whoop or a holler. Woo-hoo. Yeah, Just... thanks, thanks. So let me introduce you to our guests you're going to be hearing from them today. We're going to be exploring some themes of Advent, but also some themes that perhaps we don't always naturally think to talk about when it comes to God and faith and following Jesus. So we have Isaac. Hi, Isaac. Hello. He tells us he's from the Faroe Islands, so we've got to believe him. He's a husband, a dad. He's part of Life Church in Bradford. Um, and he likes writing songs and helping creative voices. But he's also into discipleship and pastoral care. I think that's quite impressive. Thanks. Thanks very much. Welcome. Pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> then we have Lise. Lise is Hello. from our community. She is an entrepreneur, a businesswoman, an actor, a mum, a wife, and a follower of Jesus. Hi, Lise. Hello. Hello. Then we have John. John is here. He's one of the pastors at Stratford-upon-Avon. Very creative. Loves kind of the idea of spiritual formation. Um, and part of something called the Order of the Mustard Seed. Do you want to tell us anything about that now, John? Or just let uh, everyone guess? Uh, yeah, it's a monastic order through 24-7 prayer. Yeah. His surname is Martin, so we're just going to nickname him Monk Martin for this <laughs> conversation. And this is Ryan. Ryan is part of our hey, community guys. here. But you will notice when he talks that he doesn't have a, a Brummie accent. To be honest, at least you're the only one who might have a Brummie accent. Thank you. Uh, so... <laughs> Ryan's a producer, a creator, a husband, and a dad. And behind the scenes, we have the wonderful Chris, Andy, and Sarah who are supporting us and helping us today. Thank you, guys. So we are approaching these topics as friends and leaders. We're having a conversation. We're not saying that we're experts on it. Um, But after 15 episodes, if you've listened to all of them, well done, of listening to Johnny and I talk on, it is such a joy to have you guys here with us today. We needed the help. We really needed the help. Like, thanks thanks for being here. We, as part of Around the Fire, are interested in building community mm-hmm. with friends and with you watching and listening as well. So we would love for you to get in touch. We'd love for you to be a part of the community. We'd love to hear what God is saying to you. We'd love to be connected with that, your questions, your ideas. And so you can now, we have a brand new email address, which we're we very are excited. very excited about. It is ridiculous and not important, but we're very excited about it because <laughs> it makes all of our lives easier. So you can get in touch uh, by email podcast at elimlifechurch.co.uk. Just like that. Done. I mean, it's beautiful. That. It's simple. It's clean. It does what it says in the tin. Dangerously professional. Uh, <laughs> you can also find us on all the social media if you have a look for Elam Life Church. We're in North Birmingham, and you will see some of what's going on there. 
I have the honor to just kind of get things moving. We're going to talk about our four Advent themes. We're not going to talk about them all in this episode. We're going to pick one, and then the episodes to, to come, we're going to move through those ideas. But to help kind of set the tone, if the Christmas trees weren't doing it, and if least festive red top wasn't helping you feel <laughs> in the mood, um, we're going to do that thing that everybody hates but is useful. Not everybody hates. Sarah made me do this. <laughs> uh, so we're going to think about that. We have, uh, excitingly, representations from all over the world and things going on. So I wonder if we can just move along the line. Um, Isaac, we'll start with you if that's okay. Of course. What does Christmas look like for you? And that could be a Faroese Christmas, that could be a Bradford Christmas, that could be a Christmas. Kenyan Christmas, that could be... You decide, what, is, what does that look like for you? Uh, first and foremost, we have to set something straight. Jesus was born on the 24th. Don't start. Not the 25th. <laughs> <laughs> and so all of you guys that do the 25th, you're wrong. Just. It's a Nordic thing, right? Uh, <laughs> it is. We, so we, uh, we, do, we do Christmas on the 24th in the evening. Uh, that's kind of our Christmas, and Santa comes and does all that stuff. Um, so that's kind of a Faroese traditional Christmas, probably a Scandinavian kind of thing. That's what I love about Christmas, to get to spend some time with the family. Uh, it's really beautiful. So that's kind of, yeah. Amazing. Thanks, man. Also, set the tone early. These three now are panicking because they're going, I was going to say I love spending time with my family at Christmas. <laughs> so they, we're going to find uh, out how creative everybody is now. Uh, Lise, what does Christmas look like for you? Food. <laughs> nice. Um, and I think about lots of food. Uh, not so much chocolate, but um, on Christmas Day, we kind of have foods on the Christmas table that are um, like different parts of our family. Nice. So the one thing I cook um, every year is a chili that my dad used to make. My dad used to, um, was from Belize. So I make that chili every year. And if nice. I make it at any other point in the year, the kids get a little bit... <gasps> Not right. Why are you making that chili now? <laughs> um, Christmas so chili. that's the Christmas chili. But um, yeah, and, and lots of different other foods. So that's yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you. John. Uh, similar. Food is a big, I think, early mornings. Okay. No matter how, what time you want to start, it's always about three hours earlier <laughs> right. for young kids. <laughs> right. Um, so everything seems to be done by seven o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And then uh, croissants every Christmas morning. Good. Ooh, yeah. like Good. And then um, no plant based choices from that point on. <laughs> um, turkey, pigs in blankets, yeah. uh, everything that I should eat. All the meat. Yeah. All the meat in one day of the year. On. That's what happens. Nice. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you, mate. Ryan. Um, for me, it, it's been. Uh, yeah, it's, there's, there's a few different cultures that come into play. Because um, I was born in the States to Jamaican and Trinidadian parents, and then I grew up in Jamaica. So we kind of have a mix of all of those things. Um, and yeah, it, it looks like, uh, well, for a while it was church early in the morning, on Sunday morning. Right. Or not Sunday morning, Christmas morning. Um, and then for a while it was Christmas Eve, like getting together and going to church on Christmas Eve. Uh, doing church stuff on Christmas Eve. And then, yeah, food, family, mm. massive uh, family gatherings, like 20 people, 20, 30 people, nice. and just tons of food. Great. Man, mm. Great. so good. Really good. Thank you. Sarah, what's a Welsh Christmas look like? Well, my mum's Scottish, so... Oh. <laughs> no, so we always spent... Um, so I'm from a single-parent family, so we always spent Christmas with my grandparents um, up until, like, my late, late teens. And I was very concerned when I got to my late teens that we were going to have to have Christmas in a place other than my grandparents' house because <laughs> how would Santa find us? Right. Um, I'm into my late teens, everyone, into my late teens. Um, but I loved, I loved it. I loved having um, Christmas with my grandparents. It was um, always fun, sometimes chaotic, 
But the one thing that we had was we would have a, a Christmas stocking. And because of my grandparents' generation, who mm. perhaps didn't have access to all the stuff that we have now, we would always have like a satsuma mm. um, yep. and some like nuts in the bottom of the stocking. And so even now in my like mid 40s, my mother will still kind of, I will have a stocking, there will be a satsuma, there will yep. be, you know, uh, even though I could like get that today if I wanted. But so for me, <laughs> that's kind of, yeah, I nice. love, I love that tradition. How about you? Uh, so all of the things that everybody has shared, although Isaac's wrong, it's definitely the 25th. <laughs> uh, so we, You're going to have to arm wrestle it out. Yeah, we, um, so early in uh, kind of my married life, and we only had one child at the time, we set the tone quite early and used Christmas as an opportunity to just go to Scandinavia <laughs> and spend some time <laughs> with some friends. Uh, so we just love kind of, I think it's the anticipation of Christmas, right? I think Christmas Day, like John was saying, you get to like seven, eight o'clock and it's done. And you're like, oh, now what do we do? Like, what happens now? But that whole build up, so we, uh, we go early. John, in kind of our preparation for this, cited a study that is recent to us in recording. People who put up their decorations early are happier humans. Uh, we believe that to be true in our household. So we, <laughs> so we go early. Um, and we that build-up we love. There are some movies that are important to us as a family. And uh, Bernie, my wife, uh, will get in the diary, like in the actual diary, uh, appointments to watch certain movies as a family in the build-up to Christmas and just kind of get that whole thing in. So, yeah, it's a really exciting time of year for us we um food is huge but we like sharing that with people opening our home to share that with people and if that means getting on a plane and going to scandinavia for a bit then we are open to that um yeah big family so you can't you can't win you're going to be wrong because you're not going to be at the right yeah. grandparent or aunt or uncles or somewhere so we are just leaning into kind of creating our own rhythms with that and our adventures and all the things, all the satsumas in stockings, all the, <laughs> although if it could be a Terry's chocolate orange, that would just upgrade <laughs> that a little bit. Um, but yeah, that, that's exciting for us. Sarah, help us understand why we're here, why we're gathered, why mm -hmm. we have um, brought these good people out of their natural habitats to come and help <laughs> us. What are we thinking about? Why are we thinking about it? Yeah, so we are going to be unpacking some Advent themes and we're really excited to do that together and to hear some of those ideas. We're going to be thinking about four themes, creativity, beauty, wonder, and I can't say it without like a proper Welsh accent, glory. Uh, so we are going to be thinking about those four themes and this episode we're going to be thinking about creativity. I'm going to try and link it a little bit to the Christmas accounts, but really to think about the creativity of God, of what it looks like to follow Jesus and discover creativity. Mm. And when I think of the sort of Christmas accounts, you just see creativity all over the place. Right. If you're reading, we're as a community at Elam Life Church going to be looking particularly into Luke and Matthew. Um, and you just see creativity everywhere, even to the point of like the act of creation, the incarnation of Jesus. Um, you see these messengers, these angels bringing sort of information and instruction. And we have a, a little bit of a saying really around our team that everything goes back to Genesis 1, mm. where we see where we're introduced to God. So I wonder, what part do you think, as we're thinking about that, does creativity play in, in our faith and in our understanding of God? Go, Isaac, go. Anyone? Let's go. Yeah, like... I love that you started off with, with Genesis 1. That's um, it's really helpful. I think um, as we talk as a church and we're talking to people that maybe come to a church service and that kind of stuff, I think the church classically uh, knows uh, the king, God the king, mm -hmm. and uh, knows the authority over sin, the power over death, all that kind of stuff is like kind of an intrinsic thing that we talk a lot about. And then the father, 
uh, God as a father and that he cares and he's deeply present and he's there with you and he goes through stuff with you and all that kind of stuff. But the first time we hear God introduced and the way that he chose to introduce himself is in Genesis 1, he's, he's the creator. Mm. And I think that is just so beautiful. He gives us like a picture of, of him as the creator. He made something out of nothing. And that's just, should just over this time, especially I think should fill us with hope Mm. That he can create out of nothing, that he can create a beautiful thing where there's maybe lack or whatever mm. that is. And, yeah. and that's why I, I'm really excited that we're talking about creativity to start off this thing. Mm. Yeah, it's really good. We, um, again, in our kind of preamble, there are some thoughts and some ideas that we've had. And we um, made loud noises and tried to chase Sarah out of town because she <gasps> said the thing that um, for those of us who connect with creativity just feels a bit alien or a bit absent. But Sarah, say the thing, and I'll then if the somebody thing. could jump in about <laughs> okay. why we all reacted. Um, I, also, I feel I'm going to hear audible gasps from other people who are listening as well, <laughs> even though they're not. there's no one else here. Um, so I don't consider myself, or as I was growing up, I didn't consider myself as someone who was creative. Um, and so when we think about this idea of creativity, of God being a creator, it can often, I think, feel to people as, oh, well, yeah. that's for the creatives. And we often use that terminology, don't we? Which yeah. would be like all of you. Uh, so that's like for the creatives. That's for people who have perhaps the time or the luxury or the finance. That's fine for you. But I'm kind of, I'm not creative. I'm logical or I'm analytical or I just get on with life. So for people like me, <laughs> help us to understand a little bit about why creativity is important and what creativity is actually as we find and follow yeah. Jesus. Uh, yeah, um, it, it's, it's a challenge to hear that because we're made in the image of God who is a creative God. Mm. And so if we're made in the image of the one who is creative, we are inherently creative. But I think what we've done in possibly in education systems in, in, in our world is that we've, we've departmentalized creativity mm. into certain things. Um, there's a great story, uh, if anyone's heard of Ken Livingston, uh, not Ken Livingston, Ken uh, Robinson. Okay. Um, he's uh, passed away now, but he, was, he used to inform the government on creativity and education. He tells this lovely story of a, a girl in primary school who couldn't connect with anything, uh, maths, English, nothing like that, but get the pencils and the crayons out and she would colour and draw. And the teacher comes up to her and says, what are you drawing? And she says, I'm drawing God. Wow. And the teacher said, well, nobody knows what God looks like. And the little girl just looks up and went, well, they're about to find out. Wow. <laughs> wow. Which I think wow. is just a, a great so reflection of creativity. Because I wow. think what, That's what, what we can do when we look at creativity yeah. is we can say, creativity makes that which is not visible seen. Mm. And so when we're creating, we're making something that is not visible seen. And so what's that idea that makes that seen? What's that financial capability to go, we can't do this, but we can do something here with these finances that make that possible? Mm -hmm. um, yes, with the visual arts, but I think we have to expand it beyond that uh, to free people up to, to see themselves as creatives. Yeah. I think it comes down to, as well, the environment that we grow up in. So if you're told early on, oh, you're a mathematician, or you're good at maths, or you're good at this, or good at that, and you're kind of told at an early age that you're not a creative, that then informs yourself as you grow up. Um, I remember early on getting into acting and my dad was so disappointed because um, I'd come home with a letter, they were doing apprenticeships at uh, Land Rover, I think at the time, and he was like, wow, this is really exciting for you. And I was like, oh no, 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 I'm gonna be an actor. <laughs> um, and he was, I think, quite disappointed. But my mum was really um, encouraging. Mm -hmm. She would just encourage me in, in everything. Um, and I tried lots of different things. So I think 
the environment that you grow up in mm. can inform that. Mm. Um, and then I think if you, I don't know, so I think as you grow up into adulthood, if you've been deprived of that environment where you've been able to test your creativity or try different things, you can kind of end up feeling a bit bunged up mm -hmm. and you might not know why. Mm. Um, and I think Very it's good. because you're not letting that creative outlet come out. Yeah. And again, I think society tells you, well, creativity is dance, it's music, it's this, it's that. Yeah. So then people are trying to, well, I don't dance and I, I don't play music, so therefore I'm not creative. But um, creativity comes out in lots and lots of different ways. So business is creative because you've had to have the idea of going into a business. Yeah, really um, science is creative. I'm not a scientist, but the scientists out there will be going, yes, they do. <laughs> um, but literally everything. Design is creative. Um, so I think it's, it's just having the courage and the confidence to um, be curious and find out what it is that's in you that can come out that is creative if you haven't had the opportunity to do that. Yeah, that's good. It, it really is kind of taking an idea and sort of putting it out there into the real world so everyone else can experience mm. it, right? And so, yeah, it really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's, if it's the traditional or socially traditional um, creativity things like music, art, dance, blah, 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 acting, or whatever. Um, or if it's trying to figure out a new way to package a bottle of water. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. th that's taking an idea and literally putting it out there and that's creative. And I agree that, um, that people who maybe don't pay enough attention to being creative because they've been told that they're not mm -hmm. um, find themselves bunged up, as you said, mm -hmm. because uh, they, they think that they're not even though they actually are mm. yeah. and helping them realize that I think becomes a really cool thing. It's really mm. good, super helpful. I, as you've all been speaking, I've been thinking about a few things and the necessity for like creative champions. Mm. And so I wonder if in a little minute we could, you could share kind of some of your thoughts and maybe experiences of how people have helped mm. you all kind of push through some of that internal pushback of like, oh, I can't, I'm not allowed, I shouldn't, I haven't got time. Mm. Um, and also to Sarah's, earlier point to match with John's point of like, oh, I don't perceive myself as creative. So the, the way that comparison from minute one yeah. sneaks in and you go, oh, well, I can't do that. So therefore I'm not. Mm -hmm. But to John's point, if we are made in the image of God, we mm -hmm. intrinsically can. Yeah. Um, and so I wonder if you could all share with us some thoughts mm -hmm. and ideas around, especially time management, so like making it really practical. So um, thinking of those who maybe separate those things out and go, oh, well, I have to do this to fight for time to do that. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So like I keep the lights on by doing this, but what I really would like to do is that. But how I think, and you might disagree, that might make an interesting podcast, <laughs> um, but, but I feel that they're way more blended in that you are one person and you inhabit and you what we talk a lot about embodied um, you are yeah. embodied in that space mm -hmm. as much as you are in this space so so from some of your creative champion experiences and some of how perhaps it's not I have to do this to get to that or if I've got a couple of hours then I can make or then I can create or write or whatever it might be Isaac um, that's a great question I think just going a little bit back to we talk about creativity and people say they're not creative and all that kind of stuff. I think it's really helpful to, to just frame creativity as problem solving. Great. Mm. That's really helpful for everybody to then feel like I can actually engage in that. And I find, like much to, to what you're saying there, Johnny, I find it, it comes from you as a person. And I actually don't 
this is how I'm wired. I don't do good work until I understand the problem I'm trying to solve. Oh, say that again. I don't do good work until I understand the problem I'm trying to solve. Okay. And so, you know, like music, for instance, it puts uh, melody and words to an emotion. Mm -hmm. But unless I know what the emotion is that I'm going for, I don't know what I'm doing until mm -hmm. I get there. And so I'm like a... I, I do creative stuff, like, you know, the classic creative stuff, but on different mediums. Mm. So I write, I design, I do, do all, all kinds of different things, but it's all, to me, it's really helpful to just frame it as problem solving. And then it's easier to go after it. Like, actually, I need to add some hope into the mix of this. Right. Mm. Uh, how do I do that? What's the language that this audience speaks that I want to mm. present to? Um, all that kind of stuff. So that I find that really helpful. So like dig into the issue. And I think we get too caught up in what sphere we're in. Mm -hmm. Like, is it like, do I paint? Do I, you know, mm -hmm. am I an accountant? Like mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. But find out what the issue is. Find out what's something that your heart burns for in the sense of trying to solve that issue. I think that's a really God-given yep. thing for us creatives. Yep. Yep. Um, and then just one more thing on like when you start out, everybody feels a fraud. Yeah, right. Uh, everybody feels really a fraud. Helpful, like right. everybody feels a fraud. And you usually when you start out a creative endeavor, you actually have got really high taste because you love the thing that you do. Mm -hmm. And so your output when you start in the beginning is always lower than your taste. Mm -hmm. And so there's always like that kind of gap and it's usually massive. Mm -hmm. And so you create a song or you create a piece or you create whatever you do, you're like but I've listened to the best in the world mm. for like 20 years <laughs> right. or seen the best in the world for 20 years. And then you're like, oh, this, I must not be supposed to be doing this because this is really terrible in comparison. Mm -hmm. But that's the gap, that's the creative gap that you fill by repetition and whatever. Mm. So yeah, that's helpful. On that, I think there's, there's this uh, fear of failure. Yeah. It's that, you know, we see, we see the final product of the problem that's solved, but we don't see the, the amount of failure that's led to that point. Mm -hmm. So, as it did an art degree, and, and you're not marked necessarily just on the final piece. In fact, if all you produce is the perfect final masterpiece, mm. you don't pass. Right. Because it's wow. all of the process that, that mm. leads to that point and the failure. And, um, you know, as someone who writes songs, the amount of, the amount of songs I've got that I would not show a single person. <laughs> but there might be, there might be a nugget of something. <laughs> you're relating to it. There's a nugget of something there that 10 years down the line, I'm like, okay, that, that led to right. this. And it's, it's that process. Great, but it, I saw that as a failure. Yeah, right. But it wasn't. It led to something. Mm -hmm. And I think also, you know, we've got those champions in our lives, but we've also got people that discourage us. Yeah. I have on one of my school reports that says, John cannot sing and probably <laughs> never will be able to. Wow. Which, for those that know, I'm, I lead worship and <laughs> I sing. And, um, you know, that, that could be a huge discouragement. But I found myself surrounded by people that championed me and mm. said, yeah, you can do this. And, and giving opportunity and space. You know, I grew mm. up in a church culture that was uh, giving young people the space to be themselves, to, to offend, mm. you know, a young drummer mm. uh, offending people with the volume of, <laughs> of smacking we them as loud as we could. Drummers, not, we behind, not behind glass screens, drums. but just smack them as hard as I can. Um, but it's giving people that space to say, you know, right. it's okay, it's okay that you offend, it's okay that it's a failure, it's yeah. okay, because there's something that's growing within you Love that it. we want to see come Love to it. fruition. Love it.
I think that's such a picture of discipleship, though, right? Yeah. Of like, um, we want to be more like Jesus. Right? We, we see the incarnation of Jesus, the fullness of God and the fullness of humanity mm. um, in Jesus. Um, and we want to be like him. We want to become like him. Um, but we, we, we find that difficult. We yeah. are human. We mess up. We are frail. We don't always get it right. But I think if we were to stop because we're not what we could be or what God wants us to be, like we would never grow in our following of Jesus. And I, I love that in Genesis, it's, a, it's kind of like this, it's like poetry, isn't it? And, and I love the, I think it's Ephesians 2.10, forgive me if I got it wrong. You are correct. But it, yeah, it talks about, I, I know everybody's probably got it on their notes. Thanks, <laughs> thanks so much, Johnny. Uh, but just this, I, this idea of being God's workmanship or God's yeah. masterpiece. Beautiful. And, and the, the sort of original word means poem. Yeah. So I, I've discovered I can be creative with words and mm. I just didn't know mm. that that was considered creative. I've right. just always mm. been able to write um, right. and blog yeah. and, you know, through really difficult moments in my life, that has helped me connect with Jesus. Um, that has helped me express what I'm feeling and understanding. I don't always feel my feelings. I think my feelings. And so that's helped me to describe to others what's going on in my world. And it's also helped me to pray, to mm. connect Very with good. God. And I, um, I'm a big fan of creative prayer, um, but I, I wasn't always. I remember walking into a prayer space that had some Play-Doh, and I was like, <laughs> I am a grown woman. <laughs> like, what is that? Kids that, have been uh, in. Clean what? this up. Come on. <laughs> that is kids church Play-Doh. Yeah, right. Grown-ups are in now. Come on, kids now. church. Off you go. Um, <laughs> and I felt awkward and embarrassed, to your point, Isaac, of like, you feel like a fraud when you start. Oh, it, it, yeah. it pushes you out of, if you haven't grown up thinking that about yourself, mm-hmm. You know, yeah. at least that, that it pushes you into maybe I can connect with God in a different mm. way. Yeah. And maybe it's not about producing something for anyone else, but it's an expression of God's go, love go. for me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there's so much stuff. But yeah. I think the thing that was coming out to me was also um, about the thing about the final product. Mm. Um, and that can cause us to not try because mm. we're so focused on that final product that we don't want to enjoy the process Mm. and enjoy the journey Mm. and if you think about Sarah like how you've come to um prayer which is not the final product but and your your journey to that sort of focus Mm -hmm. that's a process so for all of us um you know the process might lead you to a different end product Mm. does that make sense so so just it doesn't it doesn't matter so that 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 creativity the process is so yeah. important yeah. Yeah, because really that's where you can kind of discover more of yourself. Mm. And if we believe that God is within us and the Holy Spirit is within us, yeah. then good. going through that process, Love we're it. going to discover more of ourselves. Yeah. And really that good. is creativity, yeah. discovering yeah. who we're supposed to be and um, just walking that path. And yeah, so yeah. not just forget the end product, forget that you want to have a, uh, a screenplay or you want to write a song uh, mm. that gets published or played on the radio or, or whatever it is. I mean, it's not wrong to have those, um, to have those dreams mm. and maybe some of them mm. will come true, but just kind of endeavouring and going on that process is creative, I think. Yeah. Beautiful. Mm. I, uh, I, it's, that's really good, Lisa. I, I think people often ask me, because uh, you know, back to what you're saying about Jesus, and uh, about discipleship. So people often ask me, like, how is it that you do discipleship but you do the, all this creative stuff? And mm-hmm. I actually think that until I met Jesus, uh, I wasn't as good at being creative. Wow. So what I mean by that is, um, do you know the gap that I talked about earlier? 
in this narrative of Jesus, in the narrative of God coming to earth, in the narrative of that and, and discipleship and getting like closer and more like Jesus, mm. that's exactly like the creative process. Mm. Um, so I was on the creative process without Jesus and um, I didn't know how to give myself grace wow. until I met the one that gives grace, right? right? Yeah, really yeah. And so when I met Jesus, like, oh, actually, I don't need to be so hard on myself. Mm. I can actually enjoy the process, like back to what Beautiful. you were saying. I can enjoy the process more because I know that my identity is not in what I create. Yeah. Beautiful. Uh, my identity is the one that like said, when I was doing nonsense, he said, I want that one. Yeah. Like I want that one. That's mm. the one I want to die for that one. Like, and it like blows your mind and whatever. But I think that perspective is really helpful for when you're creating because it gives you grace and you're like, okay, it's fine that this wasn't the greatest thing ever known to mankind that I've just created. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because you have to have some kind of like, slightly distorted worldview to be able to put yourself out there mm. as much as you do as a creative. You always think in the beginning of a process, this is the greatest idea that ever has happened. <laughs> you have to have that kind of, you have to you like- You can see that I'm so different. So, what are you like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, no. But you, like you have to, even if you admit it or not, we have to, that pushes you forwards, right? Yeah. And then when you find out, oh no, this is terrible. And why did yeah. I even think about this? To just remember, like, it, it's not your identity, what yeah. you create. In the yeah. same way, like, if you mess up in your personal life, it's like, this is not who you are. Yeah. Right. Uh, you are, right. you have been saved, you've been redeemed, and you're yeah. walking out your salvation Beautiful. with fear and trembling. It's, it's exactly the same narrative. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and so it, it helped me show grace to myself so I could mm -hmm. pick myself back up. Yeah. It says the righteous fall seven times, but they stand back up, yeah, right? Yeah, right? And so that's kind of the, it's been really helpful for my creative it's process. Beautiful. It's really helpful. Thank you. Right, I wonder if you can, as we kind of move the conversation on a little bit and ground it into some practical realities and some kind of habit forming behavior, potentially. From, um, I'm thinking of your world and uh, you can take it wherever you want, but kind of my awareness of your world and I'm thinking about um, music production and I'm thinking, because we've just, uh, spent some time thinking about uh, a skills gap mm. and the awareness that a skills gap is not a lack of creativity. And so how you have identified that the work is the worship and that the, because your whole thing as a producer is right. like closing the skills gap. Yeah. And so people bring things to you and it's you good. know technically, you're like, oh, I can, I can do magic with this. I can, mm -hmm. like, I don't need John or Isaac to know what to do technically with the instrument or their yeah. voice or whatever, but you can close the skills gap. So what's mm -hmm. your, but your work is still worship too. So could you speak to us about, about some of that? Interesting. Okay, so you said a whole bunch of things. And everyone has said yeah. a whole bunch of things. <laughs> and like, I'm thinking a whole bunch of things. <laughs> Just as you're super all the things. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so as you're, you're saying sort of, um, we're talking about that skills gap thing and mm. the role of a producer sort of to come in and, and understand what's trying to happen and sort of close that gap and that kind of thing. Um, it... it sort of reminds me of Jesus in a way, and him sort of coming in to close the gap, obviously, right. kind of thing. Um, Isaac, what you said about problem solving sort of being um, a good uh, definition of creativity and stuff, it, it triggered the thought of what problem was God trying to solve wow. with humanity? Yep. And sort of that long game that process of what it took to then send Jesus, wow. 
You know what I mean? And that was like... I think I've given my life to Jesus four times in this conversation. <laughs> I know. I, feel, I genuinely want to cry. I'm like, oh, this is amazing. I love you, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, man. And, and like, it, it's just... I don't know. This whole conversation has been so good, and I've just kind of been soaking stuff up. Um, cause, cause, yeah, there, there's so much there. It, it, again, in terms of that role of producer, I'm trying to really retain everything that you asked me. <laughs> you to. don't have to take it's it okay. where you want to take it. <laughs> the mind of a creative. Is. <laughs> but, um, but, but, yeah. In terms of, of, I think that there's something. I don't know. I, as a producer in terms of that thing that I get to do, I really do enjoy working with people who aren't sure what to do. Mm. Nice. That, that, that is a place where, I don't, yeah, I just really enjoy that mm. and being able to walk with them mm. and I, in a way sort of show them that actually, you know what, you are creative. Mm. This thing mm. that, you, that you had in your mind um, is beautiful. And and here, let me help you pull that out. You know what I mean? Um, and and I'm, go ahead, go ahead, there's go a discipleship thing in there as well, isn't it? Because Paul says, "Follow me as I follow Christ." Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it, it's 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 I'm able to see something that you can't see, and I'm drawing it out of mm. you. And there's something really beautiful in that of of you're being creative, and I, I'm I'm drawing that out of you, and I'm bringing that out of you. And I think what you said, Lisa, just being able to to fully f help someone to be formed into who they've been, who they've been created to be, and to be involved in that process. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's a beautiful thing to yeah, be involved and, in. And uh, like, I, I've, I've had a few teachers that have been like that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I, I think that there's, I don't know, I'm not sure how it is here, but definitely in the states, um, teachers tend to be underserved and underappreciated and under everything, um, which is super unfortunate. But when they're operating, um, I don't know, in their completeness and their wholeness, mm -hmm. that is such an incredible thing that mm -hmm. teachers get to do, where they're, they're seeing something. And outside of um, the arts, even, just seeing this student that's sort of got this idea about math and, and figuring out how to really pull out their ability, you know what I mean? And that's, there's something so special about that, and I, I think that we don't get to talk about, or we don't, re we aren't able to recognize that as often as mm. we should. I wish there was a way we could. Yeah. Uh, can we um, can we talk about like the role that the gifts have Great. Uh, in mm. creating? Because I, I I don't think well, you might not think of it like this, but I think you need the gift of discernment to be a good sure. uh, producer yeah, right. to yeah. actually find Agreed. out so what good. is it what is it that you have how can I refine it? And, and you have that clearly. You can like navigate and find it. And you're like, that idea that you had is actually really special that you need discernment to be able to. Because mm. yeah. I, I heard it once said, which I f find really helpful is, um, it doesn't take discernment to see that somebody has a tendency to be bad. It takes discernment to find gold in what you see is bad mm. and draw that out. Yep. So for you, like the clarity of like seeing and be able to pull on that idea that you so think good. is really helpful. Mm. I think gifts play a huge, huge role. Like the, you know, the spiritual gifts is what I'm talking about. Uh, and I think it's why it's so important to have the Holy Spirit in the mix when you are creating. Mm. Um, if he was the one that was hovering over the water yeah. when everything was void and he helped create, then... Like, I always find it, like, I get so excited because we've got kind of got a one-up 
Mm. Because the creator of heaven and earth lives inside of us, yes. right? And I find it really special. And you sometimes people like s separate, mm. this is a different thing, separate like a, a secular and sacred thing. And they're like, oh, well, I'm creating a song that's for pop or whatever. So um, I just need to make it or whatever. And they don't pray or they don't, like, it's all the same. It's like yeah. the Holy Spirit invites you into the mm. creative process. And I find that really beautiful. And then also... First time anybody's been filled with the Holy Spirit in the Bible is in Exodus, and he gets filled so that he can create. Yeah. That's the mm. first time it's ever mentioned, and uh, and it's, it says to carve out of wood and stones and make it beautiful, make it a space that's inviting for people to come into worship. But, yeah, and um, even in the incarnation, that you know Mary has this incredible moment with an angel who turns up and goes. Hi, Mary, you've found favor with God. By the way, you're going to have a baby and call him Jesus and all of this. And she's like, what? How will this happen? The Holy Spirit. Mm. You know, even in yeah. the active incarnation, mm. the Holy Spirit is like right in the, 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 mm. the middle, the center of all of that, of bringing kind of that embodied sense of Jesus to, to earth, really, for us to understand. And I, I think he was super creative in the way that he led his team as well. So um, one of the things that we like to think about on the podcast is it's so good to hear all these ideas and mm. thoughts. And hopefully as you're listening, it's sparking some questions in you. It's sparking some ideas in you. One of our hopes and desires is that it, it'll encourage you and permission you to just go and be creative in some way. Just have a go at making something. Have a go at seeing perhaps your work life as a, an opportunity for creativity, your home life, your spare time. You know, it doesn't have to be in creating a particular project. But we like, I have a question on the podcast. So it's like, how does this help us on a wet Wednesday? Like, how... How does this idea of God being creator, of being creative, of discipleship and the process, maybe talk to us a little bit about perhaps some of those um, practices or processes that might be helpful for people, either who are going, do you know what, I'm not creative at all, where do I start? Or are super creative and they're like, give me the juice, give me Can the good I stuff. add a caveat to that? Because yeah. I think uh, that's super helpful, but I wonder if you could all share with us something that has like got you out of jail that has re-unlocked something That's in you good. that um because i think to um our whole life is is our creative act back to god mm. um, yeah because you often say like we're going to give our creative best yep so meaning I, worship i drone on endlessly about creative <laughs> best and what i mean by that is our whole existence yeah. for, so kind of the whole thing but um i wonder what would be helpful to us from your experience and the value of you kind of giving up your goals for us is what helps you get going again what mm. gets you unstuck like what what's kind of what have you learned from the sunken place and brought back uh, into into life into mm. kind of peace into joy into hope um, i know that's a big kind of caveat that isaac carries from our years together like oh i need to reintroduce hope to my existence mm. and carry that into other spaces i i need to see that so uh, I hope I've waffled enough to give you time to think uh, <laughs> as I spring another question on you. Um, so our Lisa's question is in two parts. Yeah, yeah. you ready? Lisa, please. Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to hop back a little bit because you mentioned about how, how do you do it in the nine to five. And, you know, for so many of us, you know, we're doing the nine to five and it's kind of like, well, okay, this is all very nice, but how do I manage to do that outside my nine to five? And um, for me, it's, it's, um, you know, you're an artist when you're not being an artist. Great. Wow. Which is not um, my quote. It's my brother said that to me when I was out of work for a long time. Also, the artiest thing to say ever. <laughs> <And>, um, <laughs> sorry. I love it. But, but I love credit it. Credit to my brother. Um, and um, but it's. I think it's for me. It's um, 
it, it, it's giving yourself permission to have a little bit of space for yourself mm -hmm. um, to, to go down that path. So whether that is, you know, take a walk with yourself and have mm -hmm. a think, go to an art gallery, um, fill up the well, as it were, mm -hmm. so to, which is not my quote either. That's a quote from somebody else. Um, Julia Cameron from a book, which I'll mention at the end. Yes. So basically, we will, we will, they will be recommendations. So, you know, if you, you can only go on for so long before you become empty, even if you are a creative. So to tap into stuff that is going to fill that up, spur you on, give you an idea. I think just to give yourself permission to do that. Mm. Um, and it's, interesting because my son studied law and he's got this great law job now in HR and it's so interesting because even though he's got this great job he's just like oh there's more to me than this mm. um, and so he's bought himself a guitar he started producing music and I know that is what is filling up his well mm. but did I think he was going to be producing music or buying himself a guitar you know at the end of the day it, it, it's within you and it's within you because God is within you right. and you've just got to give yourself permission so and, and, and have that little bit of space and I know there'll be people out there like mums oh there's no time there's no space yes there is there's just even if it's just in your like few minutes before you go to bed just writing something or thinking um, so that's really been helpful Brilliant. to me um, in a very very busy world amazing thank you John yeah just to jump in on that as well I think something that I've, I've worked on in my own life is we're all time poor, aren't we? Right. There's never enough time in the day. And so something I've tried to do is reframe what I ordinarily do as something extraordinary. Mm. So great. I, I enjoy cooking. I cook every day. But previously it was, I've got to cook the dinner so the kids have got something to eat. Mm -hmm. But now that's a creative act. Wow. And so I'm not, trying to, I'm not trying to carve out more time in an already busy that's day. Already I'm looking at what I'm already doing right. and saying, where am I being creative and how can I celebrate that instead of condemn myself for not having this time, yeah. uh, reframe what I'm already doing. Love it. That's super helpful. That's like really practical and I love that. Isaac? Um, go back to what I said a little bit earlier is if I don't understand the problem well enough, I start stagnating. And so for me, uh, I expose myself to the lack that I'm trying to create into, okay. meaning... So I wrote a song about uh, the pain of, of, uh, of some people that are feeling a certain pain. And it wasn't until I was in the midst of it and I was amongst it and I felt it and I saw it that I was like, oh, yeah, I remember why I create. And then I got and I, mm. I wrote the whole thing in one go because I was so motivated by the pain or the. And so I think seeing. Uh, seeing the issue that you're trying to solve, like up close and personal, what it does to people, how it changes. Like um, uh, my sisters at current are not walking with Jesus, right? And so God told me, like, write songs that they would relate to. Mm -hmm. uh, you know how to write for somebody you love deeply. That's easy because you talk to them all day, every day, right? And so what would you like to say? Would you like to give them some hope? How would you do that? Like, again, the problem-solving part of the mm -hmm. thing. So I go deeper into the issue to find that I resolve usually. That motivates me really well. Uh, uh, that's quite specific. On the, on the other side, um, writing just in general to get mm -hmm. gunk out. Yeah. It feels a little bit like, you know, when you read through Psalms, 
And David starts off with saying, why have you broken my bones? Like, <laughs> where have you gone? Like, so what's rubbish. happening? It's all nonsense. Like, you know, they're talking about all this. And you think, what are you talking about, mate? It's just three I, pages, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and literally, I do that, like, all the time. Because yeah. we, as, like, majority creatives, we are sensitive, and that's a good thing. That's on purpose. You're supposed to be sensitive mm. because you feel, you see, you sense, you, you know. It's really helpful. And, and what happens often is you get clogged up because you, there's so much pain or there's so much, mm. you know, around you. And you're like, oh, and you can't see the hope that mm. God has. Mm. You can't see maybe in faith. You can't see. So I just write and scribble and scribble and scribble. It makes no sense whatsoever. And I just don't judge myself on anything that comes out. And I just write and write and write and write and write. And then all of a sudden it just feels like it lightens up mm. and you're like oh yes this is the this is like a space where i feel like i'm creative again beautiful mm. and so so that is like a practical thing that yep. i do on a regular basis to be able to kind of take the gunk off the top it's great, mm. it's, great. it's almost like when you when you burn metal and right, like right, right. and and the and the stuff just comes up to the top that's like yeah. really random yeah. had a rough day or the, my little boy's been hasn't been sleeping through all the night and you're like and you start writing 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 and then it, all this stuff comes to the surface and then feels like God usually takes like scrapes off the top and then mm. there's like the good stuff's left. Beautiful. That's, Beautiful. I find that really helpful. Beautiful. Really Thank you, man. Really good. Yeah, I, the first thing that comes to my mind just sort of based on what you guys have been saying and sort of what I've been experiencing over the past few years is to, to give yourself grace. You know what I mean? Like be, be um, gracious to yourself, forgive yourself, don't judge yourself too harshly. Um, in the, I guess, like creative arts space, I, I agree there tends to be a, um, yeah, a tendency to be really introspective and really critical of yourself. And sometimes, and you know, you feel a lot. You're super sensitive, and or at least I'm super sensitive, <laughs> and I feel a lot. And things can get dark and paralysis can set in. Yeah. And then before you know it, um, you're not doing anything. Um, and for me, for me, something that is helping is being gracious with myself, forgiving myself, right. um, allowing myself to write. Mm -hmm. That's something new that I'm discovering and stuff. And being like, all right, this makes absolutely no sense, mm -hmm. but here it is, that's fine. Um, and even in terms of the things that I create, um, it's, it's like, okay, this was a thing. I made it, and it doesn't have to yeah, right. be great. the greatest thing ever. So that, that's yeah. another thing. Um, in terms of what another sort of more practical opposed to cerebral thing is, look for the problems and stuff. Nice. Look, for, look for the problems. Look for the things that are hard in life um, and try to solve them, try yeah. to make them easier. And yeah. that instantly becomes an outlet for creativity. Really you know? good. We, um, we have to kind of bring this episode to a close. I know, I, we could literally talk we, about this for like another three hours. This is We're not going to do that to you. Exciting <laughs> project. Um, I'm excited for that. We, um, I think to try and put a bow on all of that, uh, we were talking as a team yesterday. I learned some information this week that, uh, and depending on how you feel about the world or depending on how you pick up this fact or this piece of information or this propaganda, depending on how you feel about it. <laughs> but we, um, with the way that we are wired is to, uh, 
survive. And so to do that, you need your environment to be known. And where I think creatives and why creatives exist, to do exactly what Ryan has just said, to go and find out what lives up the tree or go and see what, what is making that noise mm -hmm. in the dark or to go and see. So on the boundary edge of community is where creative creativity thrives because it's by design to bring order to chaos like mm -hmm. the light invades the darkness and mm -hmm. there's nothing that the darkness can do about it that creativity arrives in chaos and brings created order it speaks into that yeah. space yeah. Um, and so don't be afraid of figuratively putting yourself creatively in harm's way and going, oh, what would really help me here? What would really help me find and follow Jesus in, on my commute, in my place of employment, in my household, in my community, whatever it might be? And instead of um, waiting for that, nobody's going to ask you to do that because it doesn't exist yet. And so the community doesn't have a frame of reference to ask you to do the thing to plug the gap. It just knows that there's a hole in the bucket. Mm -hmm. It just knows that there's something is pouring out of us that we need to keep. And so to creatively go and do the things that maybe nobody else is doing. And it's not, as we've all talked about, it's not about getting it, square quotes, right. It's about, oh, my whole existence is the worship. And so mm -hmm. in the, the process of acknowledging a skills gap, I'm not trying to be the best. I'm just saying yes to the things that God's giving me the awareness mm -hmm of um so yeah before i set us all off again and um, <laughs> we uh, we need to come into land sarah from your world is there anything um that you want to help us with and we for all of these advent specials we've asked um where sarah would normally kind of bring us into land with prayer uh, we've asked our friends wonderful. and guests to do wonderful that. guests and so isaac is gonna land the plane for us today but sarah just before we do that is there anything you want to bring to our attention any resource recommendations any thoughts and ideas we know um there's a beautiful ben ollenberger quote that we didn't get to in the notes so if you want to recommend <laughs> let me that. just let me just read the quote <laughs> just because i put it in there um so from it's a, from a book called god the creator by ben ollenberger and he's he if you're not don't know where to start like start with the Bible as well. You know, like you can, there's so much creativity in the narrative and the story of God and his people. And so if you don't know where to start, maybe that is a good inspirational place. Um, and he says this, the Psalms are profound and beautiful poetry. Genesis 1 to 11 is a narrative prose, but it is poetic in its own way. The term poetry comes from a Greek word, I don't know how to say this, poets, there we are, sorry Greek people, uh, which means to make or to create. God is a creator, of course, and thus the supreme poet. It should not surprise us that God chooses poetry, literary artistry, as a biblical mode of divine self-expression. Poets, including biblical ones, make things they create with words. So if you are thinking, where do I start? Maybe start with the Psalms. Maybe start with imagining Genesis as you're reading it, using your imagination as you encounter God's word, as you encounter the, the words of God and the stories of God. Maybe rather than just reading the words, imagine. Mary's Magnificat. Yeah, the Magnificat is just stunning. This like overflowing kind of praise. This um, And actually throughout the add the sort of Christmas narrative we've got Zechariah mm -hmm. like you know writing poems and yeah. songs we've got Mary writing poems and songs yeah. we've got like creativity everywhere so yeah maybe that would be a good place to start just to kind of imagine yourself into that environment moment um, and, and see what comes amazing thank you Isaac would you pray with and for us yes of course thank you I'll, uh, I'd actually like to say something first because I because I know <laughs> but, but because I have to preface this because I think 
uh, there's a special moment. We talk about cultural moments. We talk about like what's happening in the world today. And if you see creativity as problem solving, there are a lot right. of problems to really solve, good. Yeah. right? And so I would actually like to pray um, of like a bit more of a sending to anybody that feels like, wow, something sparked in me. Come on. Uh, I don't. I, I do believe that the artist uh, and the creative uh, will be the answer to what's next, meaning to solve the issues yeah. of hunger, poverty, of like the the how much we're divided as nations and as cultures and as skin colors and all this kind of stuff. I think there's creative people and creative people that are like birth um, by the Holy Spirit and through having that salvation through Jesus that they how you have like a special uh, worldview that can help that is full of hope that is full of faith that's full of love um, so I'd like to pray over that if that's okay Beautiful. is that right Please. so so God we just thank you that you created us all and I thank you that you have said that you would create man in your image and if you are the creator, that probably means that we also have some of that in us. And so, God, we just awaken those things in people that might be listening and think, ah, oh, I'm not creative. And like we talked about, God, we pray that that will be awakened in the name of Jesus. Mm. You know, those, uh, those dry bones, would you come alive in the name of Jesus? We need every single person to put their hand to the wheel or put their hand to the plow, whatever how you may call it but God we just pray that you birth in those um, people that are listening today just a fresh understanding of like a, we actually need me to step into what God is calling me to to be able to solve the issues of the future to be able to solve the issues of the present thank you that there's always hope with you Jesus thank you that there's always faith and there's always love and so God we just pray that we would look with eyes that have those three things on them. We look into dire situations and we see hope. We look into like fear and we see love, God. Thank you that perfect love drives out all fear. So right now, Jesus, we, we just pray that fear leave in the name mm. of Jesus, like fear of failure or whatever fear it is that's holding us back. We pray a release in the name of Jesus over every single person. And God, we thank you that the the future creative endeavors are in your people yeah. here on earth yeah and so god we just pray over that pray water over those seeds mm. that they will grow and become oaks of righteousness yes. in the name of jesus yeah we thank you for what you're doing and we just pray an increase over it over this time over this christmas time that we would just have that creative like eyes that would see the beauty and wonder of who you are yeah. in the name of jesus yeah. we pray Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you all for joining with us. Amazing. Really Just, good. I think, Lisa, you mentioned a book recommendation. Do you want to kind of, yeah, yeah let us know that? So if people are wanting to um, kind of explore so this a little bit more. Yeah, it's called The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. And it actually touches on so many things that everyone's been talking about, but also has really, really practical tools. Yeah. If you feel like, where do I start with my creativity? How can I do that? Um, it, it, it does all that for you as well and a very spiritual book as well brilliant any others um there's one called uh, create a spirit i think it's by cantalamassa okay um but if you like the theology the depth if you want to you know we're talking a little bit about the spirit and my mind was going all over the place from babel through to pentecost and <laughs> the spirit you, and you gotta yeah. get revelation in this somehow right yeah <laughs> so uh, if you like it deep then uh create a spirit is a great book brilliant, brilliant.
there is a uh, course that I'm currently doing actually, which is called uh, Parallel Society. Uh, go check them out on uh, socials. What they've helped me a lot with is the theology behind why we create. Uh, and that's really helpful. So if you're a creative and you're a Christian and you're not sure, like, why is it that I feel this need to create? Uh, they give you some really helpful tips and tricks and stuff like that. Brilliant. Thank you. Beautiful. Thank you all. Thank you all for watching. There are three more in this series to come. Uh, so come back for those. Thank you very much. Sarah, I don't think you and I will ever do a podcast on our own ever again. Nope. What would be the point? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to resign right now. We've ruined our own podcast. <laughs> uh, but we, uh, we're really excited for these conversations. So thank you for being here. Thank you so much uh, all for your contribution. And we will see you on the next one. Bye. Bye.